Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Randy. Hi, I'm Gabe. So, uh, Mike DeWine uh, has got $45,000 worth of egg in his face. Uh-huh. Um, the, he is going to have to pay uh, Planned Parenthood's lawyers to reimburse them uh, for the legal battle that he lost uh, after he made these statements back in December about what he thought Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. was doing with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with fetal tissue. Yeah. He was, he was totally wrong in his accusations. Um, although it's a settlement, so it's not actually, neither party is actually claiming anything wrong, like legal, like for the lawyers, let's say it out loud on a microphone, right. it's a settlement, but there's only money going from one party to another party, so you can infer whatever you want from that. Yeah, he's not admitting he's wrong, but he is paying forty-five grand. Yes, uh, and by he, we mean we. Yes, uh, as taxpayers. Uh-huh. I think it, uh, I was talking to our executive director, executive director today, and we were talking about how it should be a payroll deduction, not a fifth salary. <laughs> it it really should be. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this was this was a campaign that he picked up trying to capitalize on all of the you know media cycles about Planned Parenthood last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was something that he totally volunteered for, uh, made some you know really you know. If we can't, if we can't legally call them false, <laughs> yeah, fibs, whatever word you want to use, it's wild not, accusations, yes. yes, any any word other than just calling them lies. Uh, so he got caught in his fibs mm-hmm. um, because he was on a plan, you know, an agenda against Planned Parenthood. Yeah, and really, I mean, what this all really, really was about was his run for being governor. Right. I mean, this really had nothing to do with fetal tissue or anything else it was positioning him on the right side of this stuff so when he starts running for governor which he i guess did through a weird conversation last week um yeah. well i think while we were doing the podcast um so yeah it's it's all a mask and it's ridiculous stupid. and you know he went up there and accused them of these wild things when the department of health which is required to inspect the places for these purposes every single year had never cited anyone For disposing of tissue incorrectly. But he got up there and said, well, they're totally disposing of tissue incorrectly. Maybe you should chat with the folks that are in charge of enforcing that before you just haul off and tell crazy stories. Steam cooking. Uh Yeah, you know, and and, uh, WBNS, uh, 10TV here in town, they looked into it and realized that not only were the statements that DeWine was saying not true... He really had no clue what was going on. Um, and this week's uh, That What She Said goes to Planned Parenthood's lawyer, Jennifer Branch. Uh, she's an attorney in Cincinnati. Um, she said, it's always a benefit to understand what the law is before you were told you were not in compliance. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great quote. And I so just want to add on to the end. Mike DeWine. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're yeah. not in compliance with the law, Mr. Attorney General. Yeah. It's, it's just completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You it, know, and it, it just goes to this whole the whole thing around the videos. 
You know, they just kept pushing the story and pushing the story. The videos were false in the first place, didn't show what they were going to do. The only person that's been indicted is the person who's made the videos. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, to take it to the next degree, because the story was starting to die down and the antis didn't want, it, want that to happen, you know, High Right to Life went to the Attorney General and, you know, pushed the story out. I mean, it was completely and totally coordinated by them, although he said, you know, there was no way that they had anything to do with the investigation because that's actually illegal activity. Right. You know, they had to have known ahead of time because you can't put together a press release and web graphics and everything else in the five minutes yeah. that spanned between when Mike DeWine spoke the words out loud and when all that shit went out from a high right to life. Right. I mean, it's totally a coordinated campaign based on these false videos and everything else to keep continuing this narrative against Planned Parenthood and abortion providers. And they came back to bite Mike DeWine in the ass today, yesterday. Right, so. right. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, and just, uh, you know, the, we, we put the story up on our Facebook page. A lot of people commented, um, frustrated that it wasn't DeWine paying. Yes. You know, they feel that he should be, mm-hmm. you know, just like you said, the payroll deductions, great idea. <laughs> um, but they're also complaining that this is going to lawyers. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm like, oh, lawyers, you know, I, mm-hmm. they're not my favorite group <laughs> of people. Um, Jennifer Branch is an amazing attorney, yes. um, and mm-hmm. she is one of the few people that's actively working to mm-hmm. keep abortion access available in the state of Ohio to keep mm-hmm. the procedure safe and legal. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a really great lawyer. Yeah. Well, it's not just her, too. It's her, and there's a uh, the um, Planned Parenthood Federation of America has some lawyers, too. Like, yes. there's a whole legal team as well. But yeah, I mean, Jennifer Branch is a partner in Gearhartstein and Branch. You may know the Gearhartstein name because he's actually the one who argued the Ogolfeld case on the Supreme Court. So, yes. I mean, this really is a a law firm out, based out of Cincinnati that's standing up every single day for civil rights in Ohio. You yeah. know, they're the, you know, Al Gearhartstein and Jennifer are the reason why gay people can get married in the United States today. Right. And Jennifer and, is the reason why our clinics are staying open. Yeah. And Al Gerhardstein testified mm-hmm. against the heartbeat bill. Oh, yeah. Like when it was a brand new piece of legislation and everyone mm-hmm. was kind of terrified of what is this thing going to be, he <laughs> stepped up and put mm-hmm. his name on it saying, mm-hmm. no, this is completely unconstitutional. This is a yeah. horrible idea. The state should not be mm-hmm. signing up for this because ironically, it's going to cost them a lot of money in legal bills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. If you're pissed off that your taxpayer dollars are going to Planned Parenthood's lawyers, it's not that you need to be pissed off at the Planned Parenthood lawyers. It's that you need to be pissed off at the legislators and the elected officials who are doing this ridiculous shit right, every single right. day. Yeah. I mean, in North Dakota, with their heartbeat bill, actually, um, the state of North Dakota had to pay $200,000 to Red River Women's Health. Yes. That's what, I was like, <laughs> there's, I know the clinic gets in my brain. Um, you know, for, for their legal fees on fighting their version of the heartbeat bill. And this is not a problem of of the lawyers. It's a problem of the legislators who are passing these bills that they know are going to cost the money money to the taxpayers of their state. And these, by the way, are all Republican Tea Partiers who don't want taxes to be collected in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, and then they are wasting taxpayer dollars on these kinds of things. Right. So if you don't like that money going, elect other people who won't cost you that money. Yes. Uh, so that is one of several court cases that's pending. Mm-hmm. Well, this one's no longer pending, so we can cross one off the list. Uh, there's four others. So we thought for today's show, um, we just sort of run down to make sure that everybody's sort of refreshed on what's happening. 
Um, the next one is uh, uh, also about Planned Parenthood, but it's the defunding battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that one um, also had a headline yesterday because um, uh, two weeks ago on the day that it was supposed to go into effect, May 23rd, Planned Parenthood got a very short temporary restraining order that went through June 6th to block the enforcement of the law. And so yesterday they got a longer restraint, temporary restraining order. So that temporary restraining order has been extended through August 5th. And so that, that gives us two months now. Yes. And there's a court hearing on August 2nd on the case. So there's a bunch of briefs and everything that have to go back and forth through this process and then a hearing on the 2nd. And my guess is that since the judge set that August 5th date as, you know, the date that the TRO was going to be over, that he's expecting to rule fairly quickly on that case. So we should have some sort of ruling at that first level um, in early August. And the state's already sort of grumbled about appealing this. Oh, yeah. So even though this restraining order just delays a decision at this level of the court, the state mm-hmm. has said, oh, you know, and, and by the state, it's it's basically Kasich's staff. It's Mike DeWine. It's actually the Attorney General's office. Okay. I, I know Kasich's office was like, yeah. well, we're going to continue to do this. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all grumbling. Yeah. Uh, because they've got this great track record of court <laughs> cases. Uh, there was a there was a very nice quote from Iris Harvey um, in The Plain Dealer. Uh, she said, without the action by the court today, some of Ohio's most vulnerable citizens would be left without health care options, especially for families in underserved areas. Planned Parenthood is the only place to turn. Mm-hmm. Nice quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully um, we'll get a good... But yeah, again, all these things are, you know, in various steps of the stages. So, you know, when we get a ruling from this judge in August, it's just the first, it's a, you know, it's the first level of federal court. You know, and then you go up to the next level, and then I think there's two levels between that and then actually heading all the way to the Supreme Court. So, you know, there's, if we win one level, of course, they're going to, to appeal that and push it to the next level. So, I mean, this could be going on for years. It could be, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, this is so, (laughs) they're so fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, yeah. Nothing, and he's talking about, oh, I'm not for funding Planned Parenthood. Like, okay, so you're not for black people in Cleveland, Cincinnati being able to get HIV screenings. You're not for them being able to get mammograms. You're not for them being able to get cervical. You're not for, you're, yeah, you're very obvious. You're not for poor people. Mm-hmm. You're not for black people. You're not for women. You're not for LGBT people. That's what you want people to know. Yeah. Like, we get it. You don't have to keep doing all of this stuff. Like, we get you, Republicans. You are not for any of us. But they they seem to just want to keep doing things to let people know. Like, in case there's any shadow of a doubt, <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we want you to know we are not for any of you people. Mm-hmm. And that's my, yeah. Yeah, it totally is. And so, you know, hopefully we'll get a good ruling and we'll see how far they'll take this. I mean, I mean, also that $45,000 isn't all the money that the AG's office has already spent defending these things. Right. Yeah. You know, every ODH hearing even on these things, there's an attorney, uh, attorney from the attorney general's office representing the state. So, you know, that money is the money that went to the you know, the Planned Parenthood legal team, but, you know, all the other money that's being spent in the attorney general's office on the other end of this too. So, 
Right. So that's the other one we have an update on this week. And then there are three other ones that have been pending for various amounts of time. Um, the one we've talked about a lot before is the Toledo capital care case um, where they're fighting the state's closure order because they can't get a transfer agreement with an Ohio mm-hmm. hospital. So they have one with the University of Michigan and they're claiming the, the state's claiming that that is not close enough to follow the law. Mm-hmm. Um, Which there is an available private yes. local hospital that could solve this if mm-hmm. ProMedica would sign a transfer mm-hmm. agreement that would cost them nothing. Yeah. yeah. That would sign them up for nothing. Yes, <laughs> I know, right? So simple. They could just put mm-hmm. an end to this by signing one piece of yeah. paper, yes. filing it, and being done. Yeah. yeah. But they want to stay neutral, in air quotes, um, on they the subject have by refusing. Less publicity if they would have just. Signed it yeah. and like let it go. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're still running our campaign up there to put pressure on ProMedica while we wait for the court case. They had a hearing last November, right after Thanksgiving, and we thought we'd hear something in early spring, but mm-hmm. we still haven't. I mean, there's no timetable for judges to rule in these things, so right. that's actually in the Lucas County Circuit Court up there. So this was actually a state court filed case, not a federal court filed case. So this one. If it's at the county court of appeals at this point, and then after that would head um, into the state supreme court circuit. Um, so this is a case that would never hit our U.S. Supreme Court in its current form. The Ohio Supreme Court, which is kind of scary, is its final resting place. Um, um, and then the the other one that was more recently filed is a court case um, with Planned Parenthood Southwest Ohio, so the Cincinnati Dayton area, and Women's Med Center of Dayton. Um, filed in federal court challenging the um, constitutionality of the transfer agreement variance um, right. application process and, and those kinds of things that was recently filed, so is still kind of in its initial stages, hasn't had a hearing yet. Right. Um, so this is, this is Dayton and Cincinnati's only remaining abortion yes. providers working together mm-hmm. with one legal team, which is... Branch and Gerhardt. Actually, it's two. It's a Planned Parenthood Federation of America and uh, Gerhardt okay. signed a branch. But yes. Uh, so it's so it's our legal rock stars. Yes. Um, and they are, you know, even though these are two totally separate organizations working mm-hmm. together to make sure that they can protect abortion care across all of Southwest Ohio. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. We would be in the same situation as Oklahoma if they closed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Cincinnati would be the largest metropolitan area in the United States without an abortion provider if they lost their last provider. Right. So because that that metropolitan area really extends quite a bit into Kentucky and and Indiana. So that is also Jennifer Branch. Um, Actually, Toledo, we failed to mention, is Jennifer Branch as well. Um, Actually, the only case that isn't um, directly a Jennifer Branch case is the longest-running case of this list, um, preterm v. Kasich, which is one of my favorite legal titles ever um anytime it's versus Kasich, it's all fun um is a case filed by preterm um i think the aclu is actually involved in this one where um preterm challenged the 2011 budget um so that was the first time Kasich really fucked with the budget and added all the anti-choice provisions into it at the last minute this was when we got those heartbeat bill provisions where they had to do the ultrasound looking for the heartbeat and and also the transfer agreement variant stuff was first codified into law and all those things. This is a state court case because the state constitution says that a legislative bill can only contain a single subject. And the single subject of the budget is to lay out the finances and, and spending for the state for the right. next two years. 
you know, a provision to force a woman to have an ultras medically unnecessary ultrasound is not at all related to how the state spends money for the next two years and therefore right. violates the single subject rule. And really, every single state budget violates this yes. principle. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they they use the term Christmas tree bill because everybody <laughs> hangs an ornament on it. Yeah. You know that yes. the state legislature for Ohio really does, you know, two things. One is the budget. And the second is everything else that they do. Mm-hmm. They're, they're about equal, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that one piece of legislation every other year contains, you know, an enormous amount of different restrictions, you know, ideas that they mm-hmm. either don't want to take the time to pass on their own or couldn't mm-hmm. if it was standalone legislation. Or they just want to sneak it through so that nobody really has space in their newspaper to report on it. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've been doing with the budget. Yeah. So that's what that case is about. Um, It's actually because it's been pending the longest, but it's still actually still in that very initial stage because the state challenged um, preterm standing in the case by trying to say that they don't have the standing to bring the legal case. I'm not quite sure how the abortion clinic that's being forced to do all the things by the things in the budget doesn't have standing, but... I'll leave that to the lawyers. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's the one that's been running the longest, but it's probably still at about the same place as the one we just talked about with Planned Parenthood Southwest Ohio and Women's Med Center. It's still in that very initial stage. So um, that could, you know, go on forever and ever and ever and ever. Okay. And all these cases could. I mean, the right. Toledo case has been going on since 2013. Um, so, you know, these are all very long processes. Right. But it's what we have to do because we have a gerrymandered state legislature that passes unconstitutional bills that restrict access to abortion. So we'll stop going to the courts when they stop passing bad legislation. Right. (laughs) There was was another statement by Jennifer Branch. I don't have the quote right in front of me, but uh, she was basically saying that, you know, it's it's good to have at least one of these cases close out because nobody wants to have Mm -hmm. to keep watching you know, where the court proceedings are at to figure out whether or not you can go to your doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is really the most confusing part. And it's what, you know, yeah. Randy, you probably hit out in the community a lot more yes. is like people coming it's up literally. and saying, is, it's can I still get it? Can yes. Is it still legal? A woman came up to me last year, this around this time last year, because I was um, at the Hot Times Festival. So actually it was last September. Um, and she was an Asian American woman and just started telling me about her friend. Um, who had had a miscarriage and was just scared to go to the hospital because she didn't really know what the laws were. And she asked me, she was like, can you still get an abortion here? Yeah. I was like, yeah, yes, you can. I, I was like, I know it's we have a lot of restrictions. It's confusing, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, legally you can. Yeah. But we <laughs> see, um, just like we, you had a situation that's still ongoing, like legally, yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, actually realistically getting one, like for yeah. some people, it's not so easy. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and all these cases pending and things changing, you know, like, I mean, the first defunding temporary restraining order came the day that the funding was going to be distri- redistributed, redistributed. There's the word. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't say big words on the podcast, um, to, uh, to other places. So, you know, on Friday, Planned Parenthood had to lay everybody off. Because they didn't know if they were going to have the money on Monday and, right. you know, call everybody back in when they got the TRO on Monday. Yeah. So, you know, these things screw with women's access. They screw yeah. with people's jobs. Yes. Causing Kasich. people who have right. nothing to do. And even if they did, it's an illegal procedure. But yeah. at the same time, like most of 
these workers have nothing to do with yeah. abortion, <laughs> and now you're causing people to lose their jobs. People who are then either going to have to go on an unemployment or welfare, mm-hmm. maybe get food stamps. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you guys have no logic whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It makes zero sense. So that's the courts, in Ohio at least. Um, and okay. so we'll keep an eye on all those things and let people know as we get updates. Yep. Um, if you listen to all that and you're not quite keeping them straight, we'll put information about each one in the show notes. Um, so, you know, be sure to check that out. Um, you can always find more information on our blog, pro, prochoiceohio.com. Right? Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, that's here in the state of Ohio. Um also in the state of Ohio, but originating from our national office, uh, NARAL Pro-Choice America has announced a new ad campaign. Um, They're targeting several um, uh, members of the U.S. Senate, um, all Republicans, uh, that have been obstructing the nominating process for the new uh, U.S. Supreme Court justice, Um, or the the guy who we want to be the... (laughs) (laughs) We don't even want him to be it. We just need a hearing. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not advocating he deserves... to elect <laughs> yeah. him. We yes. haven't heard anything from him. Hold a hearing. Yes. Hold yes. a vote. Um, so just the job. Yeah. yeah. The the National NARAL Office has put out these ads um, in key states to make sure that uh, the senators for those states really get the message. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a quote from Sasha Bruce. She's the senior vice president for campaigns and strategy at NARAL Pro-Choice America. Uh, she said that NARAL is stepping up to ensure Senate Department does the job the people of Ohio elected him to do. Senate Republicans have not only refused to do their jobs for more than two months, but now we learn that their cynical obstructionism is really about limiting access to abortion all along. In the ad, the story told by NARAL member and Ohioan Rachel Katzenjar, go Rachel, uh, makes clear that Senator Portman simply doesn't share the priorities of the hardworking families he was elected to represent. Seven in ten Americans support legal access to abortion. Senators like Rob Portman, who are obstructing the nomination process in order to limit access to abortion, couldn't be more out of touch. The message from Ohio voters to Senator Portman is clear. Do your job and fill the vacancy of our nation's highest court. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to play the ad for you now so you can listen to it. Here it goes. Ohioans work hard. We stick to it and get the job done. And we expect the elected officials who work for us to do the same. But Senator Rob Portman refuses to do his job and fill the vacancy on the U.S. Supreme Court. And now we learn that the Republican plan to block the Supreme Court nominee was really about something else, denying safe and legal access to abortion. I'm Rachel Kassinger. As a small business owner, I do my job every day. But Senate Republicans are not doing their jobs because of their position on abortion. If Senator Portman doesn't support holding Senate hearings in a vote, he'll be stopping the highest court in the land from protecting our rights when it matters most. Call Senator Portman at 614-469-6774 and tell him he shouldn't put his political beliefs before what's best for the country. It's time for hearings and a vote on the Supreme Court nominee. And it's time for him to do his job. Paid for by NARAL Pro-Choice America. Uh, So what do you guys think? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is very frustrating that they don't want to, you know, even have a hearing or, you know, talk to him and... 
like again, like you said, it's not like Mary Garland is like our like number one top pick to be on the Supreme Court, but right. yeah, it's just I he don't could know. be, he yeah. could be mm-hmm. the least we want. Yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah, for me, it's just not only is it very annoying to me, it's like it's very you know, disrespectful, I -hmm. feel like, to the president. And I feel like not only do I feel that way, a lot of other people feel that way, that they're very disrespectful to this president the way they haven't been to other presidents. And it's very, like, we can very much see that. But, you know, again, they don't care because, I mean, they're not trying to get my vote anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think it goes back to our first conversation on, like, wasting taxpayer dollars. Like, I pay his salary. My taxes pay his salary, and he's sitting around and not doing his job. Exactly. Like, I love Randy. But, like, if you, like, just stopped showing up for work every day, (laughs) like, we would fire you. (laughs) I still can't get the check. No. It doesn't work that way. Like, (laughs) shit has to get done. And so... You know, the fact of, and actually it was funny, I was in D.C. a couple of weeks ago now meeting with people talking about the um, the Act for Women, and it, we, we didn't have an appointment with Portman's office, but we, for the hell of it, stopped by. Mm-hmm. And um, number one, the look on his poor aide's face when, because it was with Mallory McMaster, one of our board members, but also a staff member at preterm, and where she introduced herself as working for an abortion clinic, and the look mm-hmm. on his face, like, we left, and we're like, I think he might need to change his pants. <laughs> um, but he was really excited that we stopped by and, like, pushed him on that. And, and, and it was, like, his response, the staffer's response was, well, you know, we just feel like it's the right thing to do. And, like, no, it's not the right thing to do to sit around and not do your job. Right. No. It's never the right thing to yeah. sit around and not do what people like yes. you to do. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there's an election in November. Exactly. And you're on it. So yes. you might want to do your job. And, right. again, it's not like we are telling them, you need to vote. You need to vote him in. Mm-hmm. You need to go and vote yes. Like, no. No one is saying that at mm-hmm. all. Just saying, like, fucking go through the motions. We already know you're probably not going to yeah. vote him in anyway. But, I mean, geez, at least, like, Go through the freaking motions mm-hmm. and like do what you're supposed to be doing. Like, I don't understand why that part is so difficult if you're not gonna vote for him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just, just please down. appease us by just going through the motions. <laughs> Could <laughs> At you least not? do your job, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. uh, and speaking of Portman and the election, uh, the dispatch is reporting uh, that both Portman and Kasich are trying to figure out. Um, if and how they will fit in to the Republican National <laughs> mm-hmm. Convention, which I think is like the most hilarious story ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were quoting Portman, um, and he said that his time would be better spent holding a mini convention of his own in Cleveland, which he plans to do with events for veterans, the homeless, and volunteers. He says, I've spoken at every convention since 1996. Nobody listens. Nobody covers it. And ain't nobody going to cover you if you have a mini convention. Uh-huh. Like, what are you talking about? Dude, they're about? all going to be covering Donald Trump. Yes. Right. Like, that's more of a, like, well, they haven't covered me before, and crap, this time they would. <laughs> there would what? actually yeah. be footage of me this time. And no, 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 that can't happen. No, he's, yeah. He's this is the weakest fantasy. quote I've ever heard from a politician yeah. running for office. Yeah. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> yeah. Please oh, clap. Poor Rob yeah. Please cl- Yes, please clap for me. <laughs> Abjad Bush is never going to look that down. No. (laughs) (laughs) But no, um, 
But again, like he like he's still going to end. He's still endorsing him. Mm-hmm. He's right. so which yeah. was a pretty weak endorsement too. True, a lot of his have been. I mean, he's not the only person who said, you know, um, I'm going to endorse him, but like I'm not going to be out here like <laughs> stomping for him and like all right. this stuff. So, or I guess other people have said I'm going to support him, but I'm not going to endorse him. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the same thing? I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. Well, but it I doesn't mean, matter. He doesn't. I don't think Trump cares. He's still no. gonna do. That. And I imagine like the RNC with Trump because he wants it to be like this big Hollywood production. And in my mind, I just imagine like a like the end of a Bollywood movie and Trump coming in, <laughs> and it's like oh, now we're going to perfect. crown him and like yeah, which oh. would actually be hilarious. I think, but you know. I'm also, you know, I know we're going to be there. I'm also very, like, I'm excited, but I'm not going to, I'm, like, very nervous for what's going to happen there just because I know it's going to be, like... In Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very, Mm -hmm. like, people are going to be, like, very um, emotional on both sides, very passionate on both sides, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, Kasich and Portman, they cannot just actually skip when the national party... Comes to your state, (laughs) you know, and I mean, this is a U.S. senator and a governor trying to figure out if they're even going to bother being at the national convention in their own state, (laughs) just because they're terrified of sharing the stage with Donald Trump. It'll be like the debate where um, they were like, oh, are you going to call when they were forgetting to come out and Ben Carson wouldn't come out and then him and Donald Trump are both standing there and they have to call them again and then John Kasich is last and they're like, are you going to call John Kasich? And they're like, oh, yeah. And John Kasich, like, that's how it would be. Like, nobody's going to miss him. Uh, Well, I mean, we know that John Kasich can ignore people in the room with him because of the Cleveland Plain Dealer editorial board meeting with Ed Fitzgerald where he just sat there at the right. table and like wouldn't even acknowledge that the other human being was in the room. So all he needs to do is just kind of conjure those things back up and right. you know, yeah. pretend Trump doesn't exist for a minute. Right. But you know, I mean the past the past couple Republican national conventions have not been really positive media events. You know? No. You had uh, Clint Eastwood talking to <laughs> exactly. an empty stool. Um, you had Chris Christie delivering a really fiery speech that pretty much acknowledged that Mitt Romney was not going to win. Um, you know, yeah. and then uh, the um, my most you know favorite moment was John McCain speaking, mm-hmm. and projected on the screen behind him was um what's the army hospital the big one oh yeah um i can't remember but it wasn't the actual army hospital walter reed yes it it was not walter reed medical center where all the veterans go when they're injured it was like walter reed middle school (laughs) like somebody googled walter reed and projected a giant picture during his thursday night primetime convention speech and it's just some junior high (laughs) Nobody thought to make sure they those didn't things know. were right. Yeah, they didn't know what the wheel Walter Reed, Reed Medical like. Center looked like where all the veterans go. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so maybe Portman should skip yeah. the uh-huh. RNC. But Donald Trump wants to move the final thing to the big, huge stadium and, and everything that last night because he thinks he can. To Brown Stadium? I think actually the baseball stadium was the picture they were kept showing. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Not to but. trash on Cleveland sports, but there aren't too many winners in those stadiums. <laughs> hey, you hush your mouth. Cleveland's going to beat Golden State. We're going to win that shit. And the Cleveland thing is going to be broken. I, yes, I think the Cavs have better chance than Donald <laughs> I'm Trump. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> I've been watching Montreal very intently. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the Cavs have got this. Yeah. So. Slightly off topic. Not to digress. Totally yes. trash on all the sports yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm just saying that if they're going to go to the Brown State yeah. Stadium, that's a different conversation yeah. altogether. <laughs> yeah, it is. Maybe he should stay in the queue because that's the only team that seems to win. Right. Uh. <laughs> All right. So, so we'll see the RNC. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on uh, back to the, the court case conversation. Um, it is the month of June, um, which is prime Supreme Court decision season. Um, any Monday this month, uh, we could be seeing the whole woman's health versus Hellerstead decision. This is uh, the case that um, Randy and I did the mm-hmm. big bus ride with um, 50 of our fellow Ohioans to go <laughs> cheer on outside the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Um, arguments in this case, which really focus on Texas's abortion restrictions. Yeah. Um, we could be seeing uh, an announcement about this at any time. Yep. So It's really like something that is... Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope it's not a, like a four-four decision, right? Because um, yeah. then it would just be like a hot mess everywhere. Because then, because the other lower courts have had different decisions, mm-hmm. but I think the Texas one um, did not uphold it. So then that means that the Texas law was would saying, go into effect. Would go into mm-hmm. effect, and you know, already but just in Texas, yeah, but just yeah, in, right, just right, right. in Texas. Well, the, just but, in the circuit that they're covered. So actually, it's Texas, ah. and so it would cover that whole circuit. So I think it's I can't remember what the states are. We'll put it in the show notes. But those okay. states wouldn't adopt the Texas state law. It just no, meant that the ruling would be applicable. Yeah, so their legislators, legislatures, yeah. could come back and pass those kinds of right. same laws in those states, which is a big deal because what yeah. happens, you know, when Texas restricts it, is that Texas women are going elsewhere. So yeah. you know, you right. get those neighboring if states. If they can. Yeah. If they can. You get those neighboring states to start enacting the same things, and then you get into these situations where you've got to go four states away to get access. Right. Exactly. I was going to say, it's really, like, close to my heart just, you know, um, following it and listening and, like I said, people going to other places if they can. And, you know, a lot of women there, like, hearing the phone calls, women saying, like, oh, I can't make it there. Um well, I, I, mm-hmm. this is what I have in my kitchen under my kitchen sink. Tell yeah. me what I can do. Mm-hmm. Like that's. I mean, we shouldn't have to hear people say stuff like that in America. Like, no. so I hope that it gets worked out. Who? I, again, we don't know what's going to happen. Lots of women there have been trying to like report it, trying to mm-hmm. self induce abortion. So, yeah, that's yeah. Well, that shouldn't yeah. be happening. That's really horrific. Mm-hmm. It is. At first, I thought you were saying this is what I have in my kitchen cupboard, like as a, a statement of how little money they have. But no, you're actually no. talking like these are the chemicals. Yeah, I can't. Yes. How do what I can get I an do? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Exactly. Well, I mean, we know for a fact that so you know in the Rio Grande Valley that section of Texas is actually south of a lot of Mexico, mm-hmm. um, because it is so easy to get into Mexico and get abortion drugs from flea markets in Mexico because you know that's where you should head for your medical care. Yeah. You know, two two of those clinics that actually were forced to stop providing abortions actually stayed open for several months doing miscarriage management 
because mm-hmm. these women went across into Mexico and got these quote unquote abortion drugs and it didn't cause a complete miscarriage or right. it didn't cause a complete abortion and they were hemorrhaging or they had retained, you know, yeah. placentas and all these things that caused mm-hmm. infections and problems. And so, you know, these clinics were staying open to treat the complications that were happening yeah. for these women going across state across border to mm-hmm. get access to um, these elite, these illegal medications. So, yeah, I mean, it really, you know, we're getting to a point where, you know, all the talk about it and everything yeah. else, you know, is getting real. Is that, it's not what theoretical it, yeah. anymore to say that, you know, if you make abortion illegal, people are just going to go and try to do it themselves, mm-hmm. get back alley. Like, it's not theoretical. That's actually happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so to say that, you know, that's not going to happen. And it's like, so you see the proof here. Making it illegal does not stop it. You're just, yeah. you know... You're killing women right now from having to, they're trying to get these abortions or trying to cause a miscarriage and mm-hmm. it's not working. Like, yeah. But again, we see that they don't care. Mm-hmm. They, do they, you, care. they say that they're trying to protect women's health by passing these laws and what they're doing is the exact opposite. Yes. Right. And, it, and it's a lot of women legislators doing mm-hmm. this, not to say that, you know, just. Just not, we're putting it on the men, you know, right. although it is a lot of men. It's a lot of women Republican legislators that are doing that as well, who, for whatever reason, because I guess they can't see themselves mm-hmm. having to deal with the situation that, you know, they have the money, the power to get out of it, whatever happens to them. I remember Shannon Jones talking about it, saying, well, when I have a problem, I just go to my primary care provider. That's you nice. Think about that? the privilege to say that you're cutting health care right. for all of these poor women, and your answer is, "Well, they should just go to their primary care." They don't have one. Like this is the point. Like, right. but yeah. again, they right. do not understand. They don't get it. Right. No. There are Christina yeah. Higgins and Peggy Laners in Texas, yeah. and mm-hmm. Louisiana, and everywhere exactly. else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Amy Hagstrom Miller is the. Um, I don't know what her title owner. is. Owner? Director. She, yeah, owner. She, mm-hmm. she, she's the head of Whole Woman's Health uh, in Texas. She's really awesome. Um, she put a statement on her Facebook page. She said the waiting is excruciating, so mm-hmm. waiting for the Supreme yeah. Court case. She said the contingency planning for multiple outcomes is an indescribable puzzle. It puts Tetris to shame. The bad outcome scenarios often haunt me and my frontline clinic teams for days after we meet and run them out and make action item lists. So please, hold us, uh, please hold us and lift us up, y'all. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're thinking of Amy. Well, and it and to if you're if you're listening to the show immediately when we post it, um, you can actually see Amy Heister Miller and um, her staff and how they dealt with all this case through a lot of it um, at preterm tonight at six at so Thursday, June second at six mm-hmm. o'clock at preterm. They're going to actually screen trapped. It's a preterm narrow and Planned Parenthood event up there. And you really in that in that documentary you really see because they were actually at one of the clinics when they they got one of their temporary stays, and they had spent all day trying to reschedule all their patients because they thought they'd have to close wow. the next day, and then they got the stay and they could be open the next day, and the relief that just kind of floods over them when being able to be, being able to actually serve their patients the next day. Right. So I can only imagine, you know, we talk through the five different scenarios of how this is going to play out and how it might affect Ohio or may not and those kinds of things, and we think about it kind of on this ethereal level. You know, she's in her clinics every single day trying to figure out, okay, so if scenario one happens, this right. is what we're going to have to do. If scenario two happens, this is what we're going to have to do. And she's going to have to figure that out in, you know, a very short time frame to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Yeah. Right. So. Any Monday in June. 
Yes, any Monday mm-hmm. in June. Stay tuned. SCOTUS blog is probably the best yeah. way. Well, you know, we'll, of course, post up on all our social media and those kinds of things as well. Right. Maybe we'll get happy news like we got happy news last June. Yes. We'll Fingers see. crossed. Fingers crossed, yes. Fingers and toes crossed. Everything crossed. <laughs> um, so now we're going to let's get it on. Um, so we are here now in June. It's officially festival season. June. We're going to be at the Dayton Pride Festival this Saturday, June 4th. It's from noon to 4, the Courthouse Square. Um, so you can come find us. We'll have a booth there, me and my, our new summer interns. I'll be there talking to people. Then, um, again, the third Saturday, which is the uh, 17th and 18th, that's going to be Columbus Pride, and we'll be out there Friday night and all day Saturday. And then the last weekend in June, um, that Saturday, the 25th, Cincinnati Pride. It's really beautiful. It's right on the river. It was a little windy last time, but it's really nice. And there was a lot, there was a ton of people there at that one. It was really fun. So we'll be there. Um, Again, I think it's from... Uh, about either 10 or 11 to 8 that mm-hmm. night. And then that weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is Confest here in Columbus. And you can uh, volunteer volunteer at prochoiceohio.org. Yes. And Annie has a bunch of stuff going on in Cleveland, too. So if you're in yes. Cleveland and Toledo, actually. So if you're in either of those places, volunteer at prochoiceohio.org. Yes, and she has she lots of stuff for you to do. Okay. As always, check the show notes for information on those, and we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.